listening to the Refinery Church Podcast. Each message comes from our Saturday night service in Brea, California. We pray these messages will build your faith and encourage you today. Oh, because God is near. God is near. Let's read our theme verse together because I love charging this atmosphere with the word of God because the word of God builds our faith. And so let's charge the atmosphere with God's word. Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Let's read it loudly and clearly together. Ready, begin. May the God of fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's our theme. The apostle Paul writing to the church in Rome saying, I I want you to be filled with hope, overflowing with hope. And that's my prayer for you. That's why we did this series in December, that you'd be filled with hope. We need hope every day, don't we? How many of you guys agree? I need hope every single day. Mm -hmm. I go on to that job. God, give me hope. You come home, look at your spouse. God, give me hope. Well, that was mean, wasn't it? Hope that she's still in love with you. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Hey, after that, after we got into what hope was, next we looked at uh, Luke chapter two at the shepherds who heard about Jesus's birth as an example of how to stay hope-filled. Remember that, if you were here? How do you stay hope-filled? Because it's easy, it depletes quickly, like oxygen under a flame, it just goes away. But you gotta get filled up. And, And the shepherds gave us a great example. There were three things that we saw from them. Those shepherds, when the angels came, They lifted up their heads and looked up. They stopped looking at the burdens of their situation and their circumstances, and they lifted up their heads. They focused their attention on the eternal. They took their eyes off of the temporary problems and began to look at the eternal. So they lifted up their heads, and they began to focus and fix their eyes on on God. And then what did they do? They went and proclaimed. They they opened their mouth, and they began to praise God. That's how we stay hope-filled, lifting up our heads getting our eyes off of our current situations and burdens and putting them and fixing them on Jesus, who the Bible says is the author, the perfecter, and the finisher of our faith. So now tonight, tonight, just for the next few minutes, we know where we get hope. We know how to stay hope-filled. Now the question is this, what do you do with the hope that you got? What do you do with this hope that you own? Is it just for you? Well, that's what I want to talk about tonight. How each one of us can, are you ready for this? Be hope. Everybody say, be hope. Be hope. hope. Not Bob Hope for all you older people in here. (laughs) Be hope. Be hope. Turn to the person next to you. This is a great pastor thing. Tell them, look at them and say, be hope. Come on. Be hope. Be hope. Sounds like a Hispanic word. Be hope. No, there's no... uh, El Bihopo. <laughs> oh, no. Gringo. God, fill us with joy and peace as we trust in you. Fill us with overflowing hope by the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. You know, the need for hope is as relevant today as it was 2,000 years ago when those angels appeared to those shepherds. They appeared on a dark night. And, and imagine back then, See, they didn't have city lights and street lights and car lights and all the kind of lights that we have today. When they were out watching the sheep, it was dark. 
I mean, dark. Anybody ever been out in the forest away from the crowds or out in the desert when there's no lights anywhere around? It can get dark, can't it? Yeah. But on that dark, dark night, God broke through eternity and brought hope. And today, our dark world needs hope just as much as they did back then. Oh yeah, we've got all sorts of <clears throat> artificial light that can light up our nights. But what we truly need is the light of Jesus Christ that brings hope. Today, our world is asking, what is good? Where is hope? What is good? As a matter of fact, according to Google Trends, the word, the world searched for good more than ever before in the year 2018. The world searched for good. As a matter of fact, let's uh, kill the lights and take a look at this little video compilation of what the world searched for this year. The world's searching for good. They're looking for hope. They're searching away. Isn't it good to know you know where good is and you know where hope can be found? I was 17 years old when I found hope by experiencing the goodness of God through the love of Jesus Christ. And since that time, I have spent my life coming back to God and getting filled up and sharing that hope with anybody who will listen. Anybody who will listen. Because we are hope-filled, we can be hope to others. Back in our theme verse, Romans 15, 13. Put it up back up on the screen again. Romans 15, 13. Paul prays that what? He says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope. Everybody say overflow. 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 Not just, just have a little bit of hope to get you through the day. But Paul says, I want you to overflow with hope. That, that goes right in line with what Jesus said when he was here on earth in the gospel of John chapter 10, verse 10. He says, I have come so that they, us, would have life and life abundantly. That word overflow in Romans and that word abundantly in the gospel of John, they're the same word. Abundant, overflowing. That's what God desires for us. An overflowing, abundant life. And as was stated in the video, I loved it. I don't agree with his uh, philosophy, but I love the statement, where there is life, there is hope. That's true. That's a true statement. Where there is life, there is hope. And we're supposed to have enough hope for us and others. See, that's what the overflow is supposed to be, so that others can get hope too. You can and should be a source of hope for those around you. That should be our distinctive when people are looking and they're Googling and they're searching for good, they're looking for searching for hope, they should be able to find it in you and me. Isn't that right? If we're overflowing, if it's abundant, then it should be available to all those around us. See, this hope is not for you alone, but it's intended to be shared. Because as they say in our preschool over here every week, sharing is caring. It's a good lesson for our, our friends to hear. Isn't that right, Miss Janine? Hey, Miss Janine, would you just stand up? Would you guys give it up for our preschool director who's here tonight? We love you so much, all that you're doing. Praying for our preschool kids and our preschool families that are here Monday through Friday. What a great ministry that is. Overflowing. Overflowing. 
It's kind of like a picture of this in your mind. When I was a teenager, and some of you who are over 40 years old, you might remember this. When you would go to like McDonald's to buy a drink, you could get a small, a medium, a large, or an extra large, right? Remember that? Some of you are going, oh, you still can today. No, there's a difference. Because back then, I would go get my drink, and I would buy my drink, and I'd go sit down at my table. If I wanted another drink, I had to do what? Go buy another small, medium, large, or extra large. And their, their strategy was, well, get them to buy the extra large, because then they'll fill it up, and they'll have, they'll have abundance then. Well, some smart person, I don't know when they decided to do this, but some smart person says, hey, why don't we just take the fountain, take it from back here, and put it out to the front so that people can have as much as they want. Isn't that brilliant? Some of you young people under the age of 30 are going, yes, so? Well, that's, that's overflowing. That's abundance. And I can remember the first time I went in and went, you mean I can go back up and get as much as I want? That's so cool. Fill it up. Go back and sit down. I would drink more than I ever drank before. Just so I could go back there and fill it up again. But I also got smart. I stopped ordering the extra large. I just get the small. Right? You just keep going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Nowadays, you buy a drink, you can go up a fountain as much as you want. That's abundance. That's overflowing. Leah and I actually have kind of a little routine. Uh, <clears throat> we go to Chipotle's often. It's one of our favorite hangouts. Anybody, any Chipotle fans in here? All right. We might even do that tonight. I'm kind of hungry right now, Leah. Um, <clears throat> we'll go to Chipotle. We'll get a cup of, we'll both get teas to drink. And we'll drink our tea and everything. We'll just kind of enjoy our meal. But just before we leave, she's like, we'll go fill up your cup. I go, well, I've had enough tea. She goes, I know, but I might want some later. So we go and we fill up our tea and we take it for later. See, because she's thinking, I want more later on. Overflowing. Let's See, that's what it's supposed to be. You're supposed to be filled with hope, overflowing so that others can benefit too. That's what we're supposed to do with this hope. Not just keep it to ourselves. That's one of the reasons why I was motivated this last week with our, with our wonderful, successful Christmas community party. I'm thinking, man, we want this to overflow. We don't want to just keep it here. We want it to overflow into other families, other neighborhoods, other communities, right? Yeah. Let's quickly look back at the shepherds because that's been a little theme here for this, this December. I want to look back at those shepherds on that first night of Christmas. On that night in Bethlehem, the angels appeared to the shepherds proclaiming the arrival of the Messiah, the one who would take away the sins of humanity and break the bondages of brokenness. They were filled with hope. Immediately they were filled with hope. And they went to see the Christ child. But they didn't just stop there. See, that could have been enough. See, the, the shepherds could have went, what? Really? Okay, let's go. And they'd go and they'd see the Christ child and they go, man, that was just so amazing. Wasn't that a great show? That was so cool. Eating their popcorn as they're heading back. Man, the angel, maybe let's go back. Maybe the angels appear again. That was really cool. That isn't what they did. Take a look at the screen. Take a look. What does it say? It says, they hurried to the village and they found Mary and Joseph. Is that up there? Yes. Okay. They heard, I can't see with the tree. Usually I can see. They hurried to the village and they found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger, just as the angels had said. After seeing him, the shepherds, what did they do? Told everyone what had happened and what the angels had said to them about this child. Verse 18, all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. They were amazed. They were amazed. 
They were filled with hope. See that word astonishment, amazement, all has the, 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 the inference of hope. They wanted some of that too. See, the shepherds didn't keep it to themselves. They let it overflow into their community, into their villages and in their neighborhoods. They couldn't keep it to themselves. And just as the angels were messengers of hope to them, they became hope to their community. You see, we can be hope. We can be hope. You can be hope. Can you see it? I hope you can see it. I hope you can see it. In, the first, in his first letter, the apostle Peter writes these words. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 17. He says this. He says, worship Christ as the Lord of your life. And if someone asks you about your what? Oh, Ooh, I love that. He doesn't say if someone asks you about your church. He doesn't say, if somebody asks you about your bumper sticker that's on your car that says one way to God, no God, no peace, no God, no peace. He doesn't say any of that. He says, if somebody asks you about the hope that you have as a believer, always be ready to explain it. Why would somebody ask you about your hope? They want it and you got it. See, you should be overflowing. It should be evident in your life. And if it's evident in your life, people are going to say, why are you so hopeful? Can't you see the world sucks? Can't you see this place is falling apart? Have you watched the news? Have you heard politics? The government is shut down. That's okay. I'm hopeful. Because my hope is not in the government. My hope is not in the economy. My hope is not in anything here on earth. My hope is in Christ. And so when people say, I want to know about your hope, I'm going to be ready to give an answer because I'm overflowing with hope. Be hope. Be hope. Be filled, overflowing, and share with others. It's your responsibility. You can't keep it to you. It's meant to be shared. Because Janine, sharing is caring. That's in honor of our preschoolers. It's good for adults too. Right on? So here's what I'm going to do. Because some of you are going, okay, Pastor Kelly, I get it. I'm not a preacher like you. I, I can't just put the words together. Well, I'm going to give you right now three little practical, because that's how I work. I'm a practical guy. I'm going to give you three practical ways that you can be hope today. And tomorrow, and Christmas Eve, and Christmas Day, and all the way through New Year. And I'm going to issue a challenge. Hey, Josh, could you turn the air on? I'm a little warm. Is anybody else warm in here? Yeah, yeah could you just... No. Somebody's like, no. Just kick it on for a minute. I got this wonderful Christmas flannel going on here, and I'm getting a little toasty. I'm going to issue a challenge to everybody in here. The next two weeks, you are going to be interacting with people that you normally don't interact with. You're going to be hanging out with the weird Uncle Charlie. You're going to be hanging out with family members and work associates and neighbors and people that you don't normally hang out with. Some of them are going to be a challenge to be around. And right now you're already going, oh, yes, I know. I know what part of the table I do not want to sit at. 
Can I challenge you? Can I pastor you? I'm going to challenge you to be hope this season. Be hope. Be hope to the hurting family member. Be hope to the lonely work associate or acquaintance. Encourage someone who's down. Look to be hope and say, how can I build them up? Give a gift with no strings attached. Unlimited refills. There you go. (laughs) Do it. Share your faith story, your testimony with someone this season. Make a commitment to say, God, somewhere, somehow, whether it's around a dinner table or maybe playing cards with a family member or hanging out on New Year's Eve, share your faith story with someone. Do it. Be hope. Thank you for listening. For more information, check out our website at wearerefinery.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram at wearerefinery. God bless.